Hello, and welcome <laughs> to friend, to an episode of Friends, Fiascos, and Felonies. I'm your host, Bella. We have... No. Okay. <laughs> Lily. And... Quandel Dingle. A.K.A. Grayson. <laughs> so, today, we're gonna be talking about some of our favorite murder cases. Well, at least me, Lily, and Kara are... Because Grayson is just here for his weird commentary. So, I am going to tell you all the tale of Guglio Tavana. I ate too much cheese this morning. Grayson, <laughs> you didn't eat cheese this morning. Alright, so, Guglio Tofana, she was born around 1620 in Palermo, I cannot speak. Palermo, Sicily, to Tofania de Amado. Her mother was killed in 1633 for the murder of her husband, Julius, and Julia's father. Her weapon of choice? Poison. Julia was also a widow. She had a daughter named Gerlo Spada who helped her who helped her in her suspicious practices. She moved to Naples and then to Rome. She used her mother's recipes to make a poison called Aquatofana. Wow. <laughs> and she would then sell it to the un, like, unhappy wives in Rome. People think she killed like 600 people. And her entire thing lasted like 20 years. And with the help of her daughter and a group, and a specific group of reliable women, she successfully sold the poison to women in unhappy marriages. She made the poison using arsenic, belladonna berries, and lead, since these were common, since these were common ingredients in beauty products at the time, which she disguised them as. It was a colorless and tasteless, and it could kill someone in four to six drops. And it was undetectable even after death, and it made the death look like an illness. The first dose, it would cause weakness and exhaustion, and the second dose, you would get stomach aches, extreme pain, thirst, and dysentery. Shit your guts out. <laughs> yas. That sounds terrible. It sounds like the time of your life. It sounds like the well, time of your life. I'm not dying because I shit myself too much. <laughs> Um, so basically, the idea of this poison was for, for, to give time for, like, the husbands to get their affairs in order, so the wives are gonna be well taken care of after, like, the husband died, inevitably, and, like, after the third or fourth dose, it killed him, so it fooled, like, it fooled throughout the 17th century in England, and she wasn't caught. And she may have gotten away with it if it was not for a bowl of soup. That's right. A bowl of soup what, caused what her down. What kind of soup? What kind of what soup? Kind of it soup? did not say what kind of soup. I wish it was tomato soup. I don't soup. know what it kind of soup it was. Chicken noodle. No, chicken noodle. Chicken noodle. If you... Potato. They're arguing. Do on the logistics of 17th century soup. Okay. They're fighting about the logistics of t 17th century soup. But yes, Broccoli I don't know what food. kind of soup it was, <laughs> but it was a bowl of soup that caused her downfall. A woman was giving her husband, like, the soup that she poisoned with aquatofana. 
And she had a change of heart and begged him not to eat the soup. So the guy was like, obviously suspicious, like, why don't you want me to eat the soup? Because it's my soup. <laughs> don't touch my food, motherfucker. And and he started like a like beating the shit out of her what until she hell? could. Sorry, someone tells you not to eat soup and you beat the shit yes, out of her. Yes, he beat the shit out of her until she confessed about what she was like, why he she didn't want him Just to eat the soup. Just let him eat the soup. Well, Isn't he that abused nice. you? No, that's and, not nice. And then, like, she confessed everything and told them that she got it from Julia Tafana. So she escaped to a local church where she was protected for a while. And then someone started spreading rumors that she poisoned the water, like, the water supply in Honestly, Rome. I would, too. Just tell the women there. I put drugs it. in the water supply. Valencia, the cool one. I, I put drugs in the water supply. <laughs> um, and then she was arrested. The church gave her over after it was stormed and she was arrested. After she was brutally tortured, she admitted to killing over 600 men with the poison. With the sail and other po- and you Men with the sail and other poison and use of her poison between 1633 and 1651. So she basically told them that, she, that she killed about 60 men in 20 years. Though, though after this was after brutal torture, we don't know how true this is, but eh. Tofana, her daughter, and three of her helpers were executed by hanging in 1659. 40 of her lower-class customers were also killed. Upper-class customers escaped by playing dumb and saying they thought it was just makeup because some of the stuff in it was commonly used for makeup in that time. And then, one of the most amazing things I found was that Mozart, on his deathbed, said, and I quote, I feel definitely that I will not last much longer. I am sure that I have been poisoned. I cannot rid myself of this idea. Someone has given me Aquatofana. Aquatofana. And calculated the precise time of my death. That's how I felt after I ate all the cheese. Grayson, shut up about the cheese. All right. And that is the story of Julia Tofana. Honestly, girl boss from the 17th century. Girl boss from the 17th century. We stand. I would husband myself. We stand. We stand. All right. Who wants to go next? If I was a husband, I'd kill myself. I can. All right. Kara is going to take it off with... I'm going to tell you about the Poppin' Sisters. These Ooh, I two... love this one. <laughs> yes. These two wonderful French sisters, Leah and Christine Poppin, worked as living servants for the Lancelin family in 1926. While they worked there for their seven years, the family thought that they were strange, reporting that they did their work quickly, acted oddly, and only ever talked to each other. However, one fateful day in the summer of 1933, Mr. Lancelin came home only to find his wife and daughter dead with their eyes gouged out and their faces bashed in. Oh, isn't that cool? Well, that's fun. Very fun. The sisters were found locked inside their room with a bloody hammer nearby. Once found, they immediately confessed to their murder. Uh, during the time in prison, Christine became distraught without her sister, and they were eventually allowed to be with each other. Uh, some people suspected that they had a sexual relationship. The doctors who searched the two uh, were not able to find proof of that. So, uh, mm-hmm. Christine proceeded to have more than a couple mental breakdowns while in prison, where she was 
eventually put in prison for life for masterminding the murders. Uh, Leia then proceeded, after her jail time, of course, to change her identity and work in another hotel just outside of the county. She was, um... Originally arrested? Yeah. And then she was presumed to be dead, but no one ever found her body. My dad also changed his identity after he left me. (laughs) (laughs) I was not expecting that. That was a bit much. Okay. Then he moved to Brazil and became a mafia boss. That's... Okay. Okay. Okay, on to our next story. I will be talking about Dorothy Jane Scott. Um, she was she w- disappeared on May 28, 1980 and lived in Anah- Anaheim, California. So she was driving to Why Cal- does California have such weird like names for their cities? I know. Why like, had when it they wait, no, like, that's fair. It's no worse than fucking Australia. I mean, Chattanooga. That's, fair. that's a city. <laughs> well, she was she was driving two co-workers to the ER after one of them was bitten by a spider. And after after everything was taken care of and the medicine was prescribed to them, they were waiting to and they were waiting to pick them up. Dorothy went to pick up her car and pull it to the front so they didn't have to walk super far. Um while she was going to get it, the two co-workers, and Dorothy wasn't inside at the time, saw the car, but it had sped away, unable to see the driver because it was dark outside and the headlights had blinded them. Um, a few- uh, Dorothy never came back, so a few hours later, she was reported missing. A few months previous leading up to her disappearance, she had been receiving disturbing phone calls from the same man. Um to telling her that he was going to cut her into tiny pieces and no one would find her. I want that phone call. Why? That would be terrifying. No, hear me out. I would literally I would interrogate the shit out of them. I want to know how much they know on me. Well, I would shit myself. Yeah. Being cut up into tiny pieces, is it dead or alive? Because I'm not doing any torture while I'm alive. You either kill me fast or you don't kill me at all. Mm -hmm. That's the deal. Well, yeah. Later, in June of 1980, which is the same year that she disappeared, a man called the Orange County Register reported he killed Dorothy and had been contacting her mother from 1980 to 1984. Wow, so you kill the girl, then go fuck her mom. That's Well, he was just calling her and stalking her like he was Dorothy. Basically okay. telling uh, her so destroy the bloodline. He was telling her that he was the killer and had, um, basically killed her daughter. Yeah, had killed okay. her daughter like, hey, and I was posting daughter. and was posting things in the local newspaper, admitting to it. And they were trying to trace the phone call, but they couldn't because he wouldn't stay on the phone line long enough. Well, I mean, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna, how can they not trace from like the local newspaper where it came from? I don't know because I think I'm I'm not exactly sure. I don't know, but in August of 1984, partial remains were found of hers, but no arrests have been made since then. There is no evidence. Well, I have another one. Should we go over it now? It's short. We can. Okay. Lily's gonna go over her other one. 
So, my, the other person I will be talking about, which you've probably heard of before, is, um, is John Wayne Gacy. He was born on May 17th, 1942, and died May 10th, 1994. He was, um, an American serial, serial killer and sex offender. He regularly performed at children's hospitals as either Pogo the Clown or Patches the Clown, which was ultimately his alter ego. In 1968, after being convicted for sexually assaulting a boy, he was sent to Iowa State Men's Reformatory. Okay, I just want to say this real quick. (laughs) Am I the only one who, like, got John Wayne Gacy and Jeffrey Dahmer confused for a hot minute? Like, when I first started listening to True Crime. Okay, so the cases are similar, Mm -hmm. but they're also completely different. Yeah, because... Dahmer drilled holes into his victims' heads and tried to make them into sex zombies. And that will be for our next episode. <laughs> that will be for another episode. You can't give out all of the different details away at once. I'm just saying. So, he was forced to go under psychological treatment, and after he was released in 1970, he was once again charged for sexual assault, but they were later dropped. In 1978, he was the only one who saw a kid named Robert Peist, which was one of his victims. (laughs) They're having um, a mental breakdown. Yeah, they're having a slight mental breakdown across the room. Um, So, John was the only one who saw Robert surprised which was one of his victims and later on a police obtained a search warrant police found 29 bodies in john's house which had been going off have been giving off a terrible smell for years which he covered up saying that it was a mold that there was mold growing inside of his house and they couldn't get to it which is how he covered that up um do you have 29 bodies in your basement? Do I? Most... I think it's a bit bigger than that. I wouldn't I be surprised. I love that it just boned at that time. <laughs> After I go, oh, I think I have more bodies than that. Bong. Bong. After, after they had found the 29 bodies in his house, they also found four other bodies in the Des Plaines River. Later on, at his court date, he would plead not guilty. He would, yeah. he would plead not guilty and mention the diagnosis of schizophrenia, but... Which is a lie, you're a clown. Yeah, he... Literally. Which, it was literally, he literally was a clown and lied on this. He said he was he was diagnosed with it by the psychiatrist he was seeing, but it's not... I don't know if that was accurate or not. And, uh, but he was found guilty of all 33 murders... Anyways, and he was executed by injection in 1994. Nice. That sounds wonderful. Mm-hmm. So, anything we would like to discuss real quick before we end? Um, I like ham. Grayson! <laughs> that is not relevant in any way. That is why Unless this is called and Grayson with his weird comments. Featuring Grayson. Featuring Grayson with his weird comments. It's featuring Grayson. If we said and Grayson, it'd feel like he was actually doing something here. He's just right. commenting featuring. about cheese featuring. and ham and 
other random things. I just you can't, can't an entire box of Girl Scout cookies. You can't say they're not good. Honestly. The music said no. <laughs> the, the music has spoken. Alright. Well, I'm pretty sure that's all for our first episode. Mm-hmm. Hope you enjoyed an episode of, that was very full of Friends. Very awkward. Friends, felonies, and fiascos. Oh, God, I hate everything about that. We'll fix it later. It's fine. It's the first episode. We don't have to keep it. Yep. Bye.